Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, what, what? welcome back into our multiverse. Yes, yes. Damon here. Jalen here. Yeah. What do we got? What do we got? We're back for another week. Talk about football things, although it's a little bit different because we're coming off of the bye week, so didn't have a game that we can break down and talk about. We guys just resting up, getting ready for the second half of the season. We could just pick a random game and break it all down. Pick a random game. <laughs> we can break down some of the games that we watched if we wanted, but nah, we don't want to do that. Uh, we will mention the Broncos lost again in spectacular fashion. So so great that they uh, cut Melvin Gordon afterwards. Yes. Another, was it red zone or goal line fumble or something like that? <clears throat> yeah. It was another big fumble. And finally Denver was like, yeah, we're done with you. Which I do think it's funny. It's like, yes, I get it. You know, that does suck. It's bad. But it's like, if you don't need to, you could have just wait, just like you're going to do with Hackett and everything else. You could have just waited till the season ended. <laughs> but yeah, you're kind of doing him a favor, to be honest. It's probably going to, you know, sign with a, I mean, possibly, you know, get picked up by a contender and, you know, hopefully not fumble for them. <laughs> hopefully but, not. Yeah. We'll find out, though. He's supposed to... His fumbling issues were supposed to have been taken care of already, and they haven't been, so... I mean, we'll find out. Oh, yeah, look, I don't really care. The thing that that's just interesting about it is, you know, they lost, and now Seattle has, like, the fifth pick, you know, they're like a top five pick now because the Broncos keep losing. Mm-hmm. And I'm still being like careful, getting too excited about that. I'm just going to be happy if it's a top 10 pick. You know, I know oh, everybody. Yeah. Now, I think everybody now is of the opinion that they're not going to get better. And they are going to stay awful. But I'm still like, eh, you know, not that they're going to, you know, they can't make the playoffs. I mean, they're. I don't know if they're officially out, but they might as well be. I mean, there's no way they're, they're making close. play. They yeah. got to be close, at least. But do I think they could string off three wins, you know, of their last seven games and, you know, end up Seattle with the ninth or tenth pick? Yeah, I do. I'm just like, it doesn't matter. We're going to get a good pick from them. And, and it's just funny that it was like, Everybody just this, and 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 we assumed too. So we all assumed that Seattle was the one gonna have the high pick, or the higher pick, and the Denver pick was gonna be the lower pick. And it's gonna, oh, it's such the opposite of that. How the tables have turned. It's awesome. But yeah, coming out of the bye, we're gonna be taking on the Raiders to start things off. And the Raiders just beat the Broncos in overtime. But once again, they didn't really look good. So the battle of the struggling AFC West teams. Yes, I mean, I've and the Raiders struggled just a little bit less. Yeah, I mean, they they have overall they have more talent. 
especially on the offensive side of the ball. I think defensively, yeah. the Broncos are better. Offensively, the Raiders are better. And at the end of the day, they, and thanks to Broncos miscues, were able to get it done. But that's the thing that's crazy. It's like the Broncos literally have to be, had to be awful and, you know, make bad mistakes for the Raiders to win that game. So, should be a Seahawks win, but you never know, right? But we're coming off the bye and usually do great. I shouldn't say great, but do well coming off the bye under Carroll. So, should be a dub. Should be. It's going to be an interesting stretch coming out of the bye. The Niners uh, just won on Monday night, so they're actually technically... I believe with the tiebreaker, they're in first place now in the NFC West at six and four. So we're going to have to come out strong in the second half of the season. Let's talk about what we got to see from this team coming out of the bye. Well, for me, it's not what I got to see. I It's what I want to see. I don't got to see as they've already shown me more than I thought, you know. So really, I don't want to be like, oh, I got to see this because, you know, that's just being I think that's just being uh, oh what's the word I'm looking for <laughs> just you know you're acting like you expected all of this and it's like yeah it, it's great where we are but I don't want to be too hard on them if if they don't keep you know, like if they don't go undefeated like we can look at it and say, oh, all seven games are winnable. And I want to see this and I want to see that. And that's great. But, or no, I expect to or I need to see this. But I'll, but I just want to talk about what we want to see. And basically, I want, I would like for them to go into. I think five and two wins the division as long as they beat the 49ers. Yeah. So that's what I want to see. You know, because that would be, you would expect the Chiefs to be a loss. Mm-hmm. And if you beat the Niners, then probably the only other loss would be just one to the Rams. And I'm not saying that the Rams are good, but I'm just saying, like, it, what if it's the last game of the year and they've already have it wrapped up and they don't have anything to play for? And then and they let it in and stuff. Exactly. So... So I don't want people to be like, we'll beat the Rams twice. Well, no, I, I know that. <laughs> just, But as lo- to me, as long as they go five and two, that's good enough to win the division, you know, especially if they if they beat the Niners. But four and three should still make the playoffs. So I'm not going to be... If they go four and three at the end and make the playoffs, you know, 10 and seven record, what's the problem like (laughs) yeah you're like that's not anything that we thought that they were going to be i think i think i said tops was 10 wins i had them between six and ten and so if they got to 11 and we're just looking how they look now you know at their best that we've seen them no improvement just what we've seen that, that could win a playoff game. If they win the division, you get a home playoff game. So, 
I would chalk that up as a win no matter who they're playing because it's at home. That's just what I would do. I'm not saying that would happen. Yeah. And then let's say they went on the road and lost or whatever. But depends on what you see, right? It's hard to do all that because you don't know about injuries. You don't know about anything. But for me, that's that's it. It's really just record. Like, guys, I want them to stay healthy. And I want them to go five and two and get the division. And then after that, once once you get that, then you start doing the other stuff. Kind of like one step at a time, you know what I mean? Yeah. What about you? I mean, it's really just... It's just really great to see where we're at this season, considering how we discuss this team going into it. So it's hard to really be disappointed with whatever happens from here on out. But at this point, you know, I still also want to, I obviously want to see us keep doing well. I want to see us take care of business. So I'm really hoping we get that 49ers game. That's, I think that's a big one that I really want to take care of. The other games with the wave and plan, I'm not really too, I I won't say worried about because anything could happen, but those aren't ones that I'm like stressing too much about like if they lose or whatever because I think we'll be you know unless we lose them all obviously but I feel more <laughs> comfortable that they'll take care of business whereas the Niners one I'm like I want to see us take care of business in that game specifically you know and to you know because there is there has been the narrative about even when we were the division leaders for a few weeks about how we weren't even the best team in the NFC West, even with the division lead. And part of that had to do with, you know, people saying the Niners because they got McCaffrey and then because they beat us earlier in the season. So I want to get rid of that whole narrative. And Yeah, but it won't go away. Even if we beat the Niners. It won't. Not totally. The Niners but, are better because they're going to say, well, they got a better defense. And they've got the I better. Just want, I just want to see us beat them and that's it's, if I had to pick a game where it's like uh, you get to guarantee, you know, they win the game. You know, which one do you want them to win the rest of the way? That's the one I want the most out of the rest of these games. And then I'm just I'm just gonna trust in these guys, you know, with the other ones. And whatever happens, happens. And just keep my fingers crossed that we don't totally fall apart and like just lose out the rest of the way. Uh, hopefully, with the return to Trey Brown, the secondary is just even better. That's going to be very fun seeing him with Woolen and Brian and Mike Jackson and those guys. So, yeah, I'm interested to see how much playing time he gets and and wh- how they're going to use him because I don't think I don't think you take anybody out. Jackson yeah, who, playing who's so good. played so bad? Like no one has played. Uh, worthy of losing playing time. So it's hard. Yeah, He's only going to come in and like dime package. Which, yeah. look, I do think you got to bring him along slow anyway. And just like you said, it's just good that he's back because, you know, you never know what's going to happen. So, yeah, it's great to to get people back and hopefully don't lose anyone and just keep... You, you definitely want to see improvement from the last game where they got ran all over. But, yes, you know, like just like we said, we we just want to see them 
just be who they've been so far this year. They've been pretty consistent. Like the the first like four weeks, well, ever since the first four weeks, the defense was much better. And even in that yeah. game against the Buccaneers, it was like, yeah, they gave up a, a lot of rushing yards, but they were still in that game. You know, even though, I mean, they gave up 21 points. That's not atrocious. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? So, and yeah. the same thing, with, you know, that 49ers game, it's like, till the very end, it was a, it was still a game. So two games where they were probably their worst games overall, they were still in them in the fourth quarter. So, yeah, as long as you see that. And I, I, one more thing, I actually kind of want to see, no matter... Like I said, you kind of chalk up the one against the Chiefs as, as a loss, but I would love for them to win it. Yes. But but I really just want to see that even if they lose it, that's a game that I won't be so mad about as long as they, you know, look really good against them. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like one of those games where you can, sometimes you can have a good loss for just for your, uh, for all the players, like maybe they come out there and, and everybody's like, well, the Chiefs are the favorite for the whole, you know, to win the whole thing. Like most people have them number one in the in their power rankings. So you go out against them and that one's in Kansas City, right? Yeah. So you go into Arrowhead and you, you know, you're in it till the end or, or maybe you even have the lead and they have to come down or something like that or just a great a great effort you know that makes you feel a lot better especially heading into the playoffs you know and going on the road so yeah but a couple other things I wanted to, to talk about we're talking about Gino and how great and awesome he's been this year and Remember when we were talking a few weeks back, not not on the pod, and I was talking about the thing, we don't know if Gino's gonna come back. Like, like I started saying, it'd be, I'm fine if they re-sign him, but I said to you, we don't, we don't really know if that's gonna happen because I said to you, Gino's probably gonna wanna get paid. Yeah. So did you hear the, uh, I don't know if this is a report. I was listening to the radio. Brady Henderson was on one of the sports radio stations. He's like Seahawk insider guy. I, I don't know who he works for now. ESPN, something, I don't know. Uh, but they were asking him what he thought the market would be for Gino. And he said, basically, the franchise tag, which is $33 million. Mm, I, th- I think I heard something about that. Okay. Now, they were kind of flipping out on the radio and they put out like a little thing for people to vote on like do you think he's worth it and you know there were some yeses mostly no's at least in the time I was listening and I didn't look for it on Twitter or anything like that to see what it ended up with or anything but I know me and you were talking about this and I was like yeah I mean that's pretty steep but I but it just reminded me of what we were talking about because I was telling you like this is why there's no guarantee he's coming back because the Seahawks might be like, look, we'll offer you like 25 million a year. Maybe they offer him three years, 75. But do you know how much money Gino has made in his career? I know it's nowhere near that amount. 
And again, this is what they were talking about. So I didn't look these numbers up. In his almost 10 years, is it his 10th year? We we keep saying, yes, we I think we've established it is. We he, probably did, but I already forgot. Yeah, he has made $17 million. That's it. Because he was a second round pick. So he didn't have like that first round quarterback money. Yep. And then after his rookie contract, he's pretty much just been a minimum salary guy the rest of his career. So he wants to get paid. Now, I mean, that's, you would, you would assume, right? Now I would say that three years, 75 million is getting paid. Like I, especially yeah. when you've made it 17 and you're going to possibly get 25 in one season. But we all know that most players don't think that way. Yeah. And then you have teams that are going to need quarterbacks and maybe they're not going to have high draft picks and get one. Like the Jets. Oh, <laughs> the Jets. To begin with. Wouldn't that be crazy if Gino left Seattle next year? And and look, I wouldn't be mad if, if they didn't want to pay him. But and he went to the Jets. Back to the Jets. That'd be crazy. And they could use, they they need a with the stuff that's going on over there, they need a new quarterback, it looks like. Oh man. They're just killing Wilson now. Which it's funny because I remember we had no idea who he was. I know I had no idea who Zach Wilson was when they were talking about him. I'm like, who is this guy? But you know, he he did his things and they started they were winning when he played, or at least they were seemed exciting. But then that was last year. And then when he came back this year, they started to win. But then you were noticing, like, we weren't watching their games, but you just, you would see his numbers and you're like, dang, he doesn't really do anything. <laughs> so you see that thing where he, uh, he basically, he didn't take any accountability and basically. Yep. The press conference. Yep. That, so that was, I was, I was already starting to kind of raise question marks. I didn't want to, you know, just put the bus label on him yet and say, oh, they need to move on from him yet. I was going to wait a little while longer just yeah. because I'm like, sometimes it takes, you know, players longer, you know, on a performance uh, side of things, but, you know, get used to it and to produce consistently. And then he said that and I'm like, okay, it might not just be a play issue. Right. Here. Yeah, this attitude is like, okay, that's not good at all. Now I'm like, oh, okay, this this might be an issue. And then I was just reading how they've already named uh, Mike White the starter for the Jets for their next game. So oh, that's funny. But yeah, I don't want to go too much into that. But yeah, I mean, it's just funny. But, you know, Gino could leave because there's going to be teams that have that. And then it also brings it back to, we've been talking about, Again, me and you have been talking about how Pete Carroll always mentions Drew Locke whenever anybody talks about Gina. Yeah. He always mentions Drew Locke. And again, I kind of, we or we were talking about how we felt that Seattle brought Drew Locke here for a reason. They wanted him to win the job. But Gina won it. And even though Gino's playing good, really good, great, I mean, especially for G no he's playing great <laughs> so yeah and now 
they're like, oh, okay, well, we still like Gulak. He's still doing everything we're asking him to. And now they're at the point where it's like, well, Gino's playing so good, he's going to want to get paid. So it's, it's almost the opposite. Like, they were expecting Gino to be, I think they were expecting him to be solid because they, they kept him. And yeah. he was still the number one guy even when camp just started. Like, But they, were, they weren't expecting him to be this good. And so now they're like, okay, well, it's almost it's good and it's bad because they won't have Gino there to back up Locke. They're never going to get that chance to play Locke. And if he doesn't do good, fall back on Gino. Yeah. But it's just funny because, you know, a few weeks ago I went from, oh, just resign him to now I'm like, I don't know if they can because he his price tag might have gone up. I don't think he'll get that much money. I don't think anybody's going to alpha this one year give him 30 something million dollars. Yeah. But I could see you know something happening to where you know he wants that and he asks that and the Seahawks aren't going to give it to him and then there's just a little bit of time goes by in the offseason if they don't get anything done before and then they just decide well we're going to go with drew and then gino ends up having to take you know still a good contract but not as much as he could have even got if he stayed like suddenly there's just this whole other scenario that's that could happen you know that's very possible it's crazy interesting offseason yeah, it could be if, if they don't get him re-signed because then when they asked Carroll, he was like, we're not talking about that right now. And so then everybody was like, oh, well, you know, maybe during the bye week. Because I think he said that right at the... I think they might have said that at the press conference before the Buccaneers game. And mm-hmm. he was... But I can't remember exactly. And he was like, no, we're not talking about that right now. So then people were talk, saying, oh, they should do it during the bye week. And that's when the 33 million thing started coming up. So now it's like, and I'm just saying that if 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 that's what his agent is asking for, something in the 30s, and I could see Seattle being like, no, nah, we're not going to do that. Yeah. And I would, and I wouldn't blame them based off of 10 games, you know. So anyway, that would, yeah, I just wonder what other people think about that. That's going to be a very interesting situation as it develops it is and maybe we're not out of the quarterback market in the draft after all because even if because if he leaves and you keep luck you're still gonna want somebody in case or or you know and it might not be in the first round or even the second round it might be in the third round but i could see it happening hey we could take a penix I'm down, but his his stock is soaring now too. So I was like, "Oh, he's on the first round because of his injury history." But now I'm not so sure. Not the way people are talking. First round pick from Denver, somewhere else, fill another need, and then no, you're not going to use a first round pick on a quarterback if you believe in a quarterback already. Do not. I would I would be mad if they kept Locke after everything that they said. And then they drafted a quarterback in the first round. I'm like, unless it was with their first pick. If you did it with your first pick, that's different. But if you do it with the second first round pick and it's not one of like the guys and it's somebody like 
you know, like a Drew Locke or a, a Gino mm-hmm. who you don't really know about, it's like, why did you do that? Why don't you just wait until the second round or the third round? So I want them That's to true. use their, I want their first picks to be impact players right away, you know? So anyway, enough of that. Enough, enough of that. That's the football talk. Yeah, that's. But what you got? Oh man, we got. Yeah, we're. <laughs> Hold on, I'm still. Listen, it's been a weird morning. There's been a lot going on, so I'm kind of stumbling a little bit. So going off of NFL, we just had. A pay-per-view. We got a couple pay-per-views to talk about for wrestling. One to recap and one to preview. Let's go. (laughs) So let's discuss AEW Full Gear 2022 to start things off. So just loading up the stuff real quick to kick off not going to dive into every single match that happened. We'll just talk, I'll just talk about a select few uh, and just list off the results of the other ones. To open the show, Jungle Boy, Jack Perry defeated Luchasaurus in their steel cage match. I, I enjoyed this opener personally. I thought this was really good. I know you weren't too uh, big no, on it. It's too, it was. Like I said, it's just the thing about Jungle Boy and, and some, it's not just him. It's, it's, it happens a lot with a lot of people, but it's just too, um, it's too choreographed in terms of like, there's not enough physicality and it doesn't look real. Like, especially when he's wrestling someone like Luchasaurus, it's like nothing he does looks like it hurts. And I don't care if it's, you know, if he, if, it was a decent performance in terms of, well, he did everything he's supposed to do, but if it doesn't look like it has any impact, then I can't buy it at all. I'm like, oh, I don't care if that was a cool looking move. It also it also didn't look like it hurt Luchasaurus even a little bit. And I don't, I can't even, the only thing was the, the elbow off the top. Yeah. Other than that, I'm like, everything else he did was was weak it didn't you know you have if if he's that much bigger than you then actually hit him so that way at least it looks like some impact but when you do everything you know super soft then i'm like i don't i don't care if technically you did it right it still looks weak (laughs) so yeah thumbs down (laughs) gave it a down on the ups and downs yes (laughs) Finger of power. (laughs) And then we got right into the trios title match. The Elite are back. We were kind of discussing before the pay-per-view. Just, you know, not on the pot or anything. We were talking about, like, if Punk were to come back, his reception. And then we also talked about what the Elite's going to get when they come back. Because, you know, this was a big thing. And not everybody was necessarily, you know... uh, pro elite after that whole thing but on this night the audience was very 
pro elite crazy ovation when they come out and then if that wasn't enough they started a certain chant directed at cm punk so got our answer to that question there <laughs> yeah i heard they were highlighting that on their bte episode yeah that was interesting they showed that clip of them doing it i was like oh interesting that they included that yeah a lot of people are like see cm punk was right and then i was looking at it like that just makes me feel like he's coming back even more like it's starting to all come back to where i'm just like yep he's coming back yep have you have you seen the they had a bte you know after he debuted and everything did you see yeah, you probably didn't, but there's a clip of like when he made his engine and stuff, they cut to the elite watching from the back and then, you know, kind of just like shrugging it off. Interesting. As like a little skit. This has been in the works all along. The whole time. Perhaps. We'll see. Stay tuned. So not shockingly, this was a fantastic match with, with them and Pac and the Lucha Bros. But shockingly, Pac and the Lucha Bros retained the trio's titles. Good. They tied into the situation with Pac trying to get the Lucha Bros to cheat to win lately. And finally in this match, Ray Phoenix, you know, like the most honorable one of them all, he finally caved in. He did it. Hit Omega with the hammer and he pinned him and Death Triangle retained the titles. What a hypocrite. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Ray Phoenix. But yeah, I I it was pretty much a foregone conclusion for pretty much everybody that the elite were just gonna take the titles back. But oh, they this did the right thing. That would would have been a stupid move. And so I'm glad they didn't do that. Now the they're gonna have to earn it back. You know, Death Triangle weren't just filler champs, you know. They gotta they gotta earn it. Good stuff. Uh, Jay Cargo retained the TBS championship against Nyla Rose. Fatal four match for the Ring of Honor World Championship. Jericho retained the title. This was really fun. <laughs> I I knew this was going to be good, but this is even better than what I anticipated. These guys killed it. Nice, nice. Yeah, I was wondering about that one. Good stuff. Soraya was successful in her first match back in five years. Not the, you know, best match in the world or anything like that, but it worked for what it was. They were obviously just trying to be safe, obviously, for sorry, and make sure nothing happened. She got through it. After the match, she seemed a-okay. She seemed in good spirits. Everything seemed fine. So, yeah. I'd say my only issue with that would be that, and and... I didn't see it, and I saw even she tweeted out afterwards, you know, ring rust, you know, it's been five years, but, and I get all that. I'm, I'm not criticizing that. I, I would, I guess the only thing I would criticize is if you're going to do that, then she probably shouldn't fight and beat Brit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I know that's a big name match and all that, but if it's going to be this safe match, then there's other pros on there that aren't so you know high profile and the champ that you can have her or you know a long time champ that you can have her wrestle and lose to so i mean if there's one yeah. little nitpick i guess it would be that but mm-hmm. i'm 
I'm sure Britt had zero problem. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Losing that oh, yeah match. maybe like a maybe like a Serena Deed or someone like that, you know. Yeah, that I mean, but I guess the I guess if you did Deeb though, people would be they'd be criticizing how ruthless she has been. So then they'd say, well, she wasn't ruthless against Soraya. So I get so so she wouldn't necessarily, but yeah, somebody like that. Yeah. And then this one really surprised me in the TNT championship match. The one outcome that I did not expect to happen. Samoa Joe is the TNT champion. That's awesome. That's I, I like this. TNT champ, RRA World Television champ at the same time. Stole it at the end. You know, finish was, it made sense. Warlow was hitting Hobbs with the Powerbomb Symphony. Joe took Warlow out with the belt and just put the cocaine and clutch on Hobbs, made him pass out. Easy, new champ. Sweet. Yeah, that's one that I really want to go back and watch. I think um, out of everything you named right now, I think that's the only one that I, that I missed that I'm like, yeah, I need to see that. I remember towards the end when Joe, they had to, you know, keep Joe on the outside for a little bit before he came back in with the bell and War, or Hobbs absolutely trucked him into the barricade. It was crazy. <laughs> that's awesome. Like, oh, snap. That was, that was rough. Uh, Darby Allen thing physical. What was that? I said the big guys they get physical. Mm-hmm. And then also Warlow just decided to go to the top rope too and do ridiculous things because he's insane. He's ridiculous. That's okay, but you better be careful because Brock used to do that stuff too. In OBA. Yeah, don't do. I do not want to see him trying to do a shooting star press. Exactly. Like, please, please don't do that. I beg. Be careful. Stick to, you know, the simpler stuff. Don't do a shooting star. Right. Sting and Darby Allen defeated Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. That happened. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> My moment of the night. The interim women's world championship match. They did it. Jamie Hayter. Is the champion. Nice. Oh, good stuff. Great match, of course, obviously, because these two are really good wrestlers. And, of course, just the finish and Jamie getting the win. Oh, I was so happy. Yeah, I could hear you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I know who won that match. <laughs> yep. yep. For a second... I thought, well, actually, maybe, maybe the turn happened. And then I was like, nah, because I didn't hear him get mad. Like, you would have got mad that she lost first and then yeah. started cheering. And it was all just, yeah. <laughs> Especially because, like, they did really good with the nearest falls and stuff. Because I bit after a little bit. So I was really getting into it. Like, oh my goodness, are they about to actually do this? So if Jamie would have lost, I would not have been happy. But then she didn't, and she's the champion. Ah, well, that was. Yeah, I'm so glad they did that. Very pleasantly surprised. Nice, nice. 
And then the acclaimed retain the tag titles over Swerve in Our Glory. Swerve in Our Glory is officially no more. This was a good match. This wasn't, didn't, I wouldn't put this up there with their other matches so far, but this was fine. It did what it needed to do. So what happened at the end of the match? You said there are no they, more. Yeah, they were, uh, the ref was, they were, Billy Gunn tried to get involved. They were getting him out. And, you know, obviously Swerve's been doing a lot. Uh, what's, the, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, heelish stuff lately. He's been up to semantics as of late. And obviously Keith Lee hasn't really been about that. So while they're escorting him out, Swerve was trying to get Keith to do it too. And he painted something to Keith to use on, I think Bowens was the legal man. And Keith said no. And Swerve got heated, so he slapped him in the face. And Keith held Bowens up on his feet and walked out. And he claimed pin Swerve to win. Gotcha. Well, after they hit their finisher. Gotcha, gotcha. So that's a feud coming up. Yes. <laughs> Can't wait. And then the main event, the MJF era is upon us. He defeated John Moxley to win the AEW world title with help from William Regal. Turning on Mox, he slides the brass knuckles to MJF to use for the win. I'm not sure how I feel about this, and, and there's a couple, well, I guess I shouldn't say there's a couple reasons why. But, you know, you have Regal come over, and then, you know, you have the combat club and all that stuff. And, and that, it's really good and all, but this kind of feels, it feels like a turn just to do a turn. It doesn't feel like it should be. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know WWE does that stuff? I, all, I mean, all wrestling companies have, but we always talk about yeah. WWE. You know, like a, a, something happens and you're like, well, this doesn't seem right. And then it doesn't last very long or, yeah. or it doesn't work. This totally seemed like that. Like, I, I already feel like within two months, like Regal and and, and even if they, they are still... Because, I mean, I'm, I'm going to assume Regal's going to be hanging around with him now. Like, I, I, I would guess. assume that, yeah. Yeah. We'll hear from him on Dynamite, but we'll see. And, I mean, they're pro, so it might be okay. But I just, I don't think it's going to be all that great, unfortunately. I don't mind MJF winning or anything like that. But it's, it just mm. kind of seems a bit weird. I'm like, oh, that, I don't know. But... It is crazy that MJF and Hater are the men and women's champions right now. Yeah, I, I really like that though. I think this was a good. This was a good just refresh after everything that's gone on since the brawl out, and you know, just getting us away from that you know period of time because it really did take away from a lot of what they were doing and just kind of put a damper on things. So now you go into the pay-per-view. Jamie's at the top of the division. MJF is the face of the men's division. Plus, you got Joe being TNT champion now. And now there's a lot of other stuff to actually focus on and be like, oh, okay, let's see where we go from here instead of just, you know, being where we were at with 
the brawl out. We'll see what the ratings show, you know? We'll see if people tune in. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm excited to see where they go from here. I thought this was a really good show overall. Okay. I don't know, so. <laughs> Take your word for it. Yes, you can, you can trust me. Probably only going to rewatch the triple threat TNT title match. There you go. Or actually, no, and Hater and Storm. Yes, that was... I thought that was really good. I love that match. Definitely check that one out. Um... I mean, for Survivor Series, there's only... It looks like there's only four matches right now, so we could probably just preview it now, too. We'll just... Get straight to Survivor Series War Games is this weekend. Just four matches listed right now. First up... Uh, I know, that's crazy. That it's this weekend, but there's only four matches right now. So it's like, obviously, you know, if any more get added, we'll, we'll talk about that. Yes. But as of now, just four. SmackDown Women's Championship, Ronda Rousey defending against Shotzi. Shotzi oh getting a title match. I like it. Is it just a regular match? Yeah, I believe so. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, I want to see that. Hopefully it's longer than three minutes. Randomly tag teaming with Raquel. Yeah, exactly. And as long as it, I mean, if it goes 10 minutes, that's fine. I just want it to be a decent match for yeah. for longer than like a three minute squash. Yeah, just don't squash. Don't squash Shotzi. Let yeah, her put let on her the show. Exactly. Let her do something. And then, actually, no, this is not updated, but, you know, I'll get to the other match that got added. Finn Balor versus AJ Styles, the leaders of their, of the Judgment Day and the OC, the former Bullet Club leaders will meet. I wonder if we're going to actually get a finish or if everybody's going to end up getting involved. Or like maybe we'll get a finish, but it's because of, you know, crazy thing. You know what I mean? Are we going to get a clean yeah. finish, clean match? Or is this just the start of a build for, in you know, for something else? So. That's true. Maybe they'll, you know, use it to set up the big blow-off match between these two groups. Yeah. Or just, I mean, there's going to be heat no matter what. I figure something yeah. else will happen during, like, the rumble and all that. Mm -hmm. That'll be interesting, you know, this time around, because they're not doing a pay-per-view between Survivor Series and the rumble this year. Yeah. They're just going straight, which I like. Me too, me too. Big, big build for the Rumble. Yes, should be. And then, I think this was just added uh, on Monday from Raw. United States Championship match, triple threat. Seth Rollins defends against Austin Theory and Bobby Lashley. All right. I was kind of expecting a four-way with Ali, but they just kind of been using Ali as like a dummy to make Fury and Lashley look good, I guess. 
Well, been, I mean, theory is good. It's just, you know. He is. The way, they, the way they had used him before and, you know. I mean, he's being the annoying heel and the young guy and all that, so people can't stand him. But I'm like, but he's actually really good. But I mean, so is Ali. So, yeah. I'll be. I'm gonna assume Seth retains here, but that should be an interesting matchup. Yeah. Contrast of styles. And then the first of two War Games matches, the women's side. Yeah, Damage Control, Bailey, Dakota Kai, Io Sky, Nikki Cross, teaming with Rhea Ripley to battle Bianca Belair's team with Alexa Bliss, Asuka, Mia Yim, and one more to be announced as of right now. They'll reveal it on SmackDown, so I'm sure when we come back to record, well, it depends on when we record, but... Yeah, no, we probably are going to do it before SmackDown, so... Yeah, so... But I'm hearing rumors about Becky Lynch being ready. Yeah, I, I was just seeing that too because I was kind of getting caught up in how maybe it's Sasha Banks because we were just talking about that lately. And yeah. then I saw the Becky Lynch stuff. I'm like, oh, I didn't even think about Becky Lynch. That'd be epic. Well, yeah, because it's like if you can, if you can, if they did re-sign Sasha Banks, then it's the Rumble, right? It's got to be the Rumble, you know, where she comes. And if Becky's going to come back... You don't want her to come back at the Rumble too, if she's ready. So if she can come back now and she's ready and she can come back now, then you have that. Now, if that's not the case, if she's not ready and this is what you're gonna do with Sasha, well, I mean, that's fine. I, I Either way, that return's gonna be huge, but it's even bigger at the Rumble. You know? and, yeah. it depends, and it depends on what she wanted, because at this point, she's gonna get whatever she wants. Yeah. Right. So, but she should probably come back at the Rumble, win the Rumble, and go to WrestleMania. Like, yep. But we'll see what happens. We will find out. And then, on the men's side, the bloodline, Roman Reigns, the Usos, Solo Sokoa, and Sami Zayn, going against the Brawling Brutes, Sheamus Butch, Ridge Holland, Drew McIntyre, and Kevin Owens. Well, that'll be a crazy match. I, I like this one. Kevin. And the good thing about these is it doesn't really matter who wins. Like, I think on the women's side, you want the damage control to win because... Just so they can have something. Yeah. But on this side, the bloodline don't have to win. No. If anything, a loss kind of makes you think oh, they're probably going to take the belt off Roman soon. You know what I mean? I, I would have personally have the Brutes win because I think having that dynamic of the bloodline taking a loss like that going forward, That's what I'm that saying. would make for some really interesting, you know, TV. Plus, tension's already been boiling with Sammy and Jay. And then this happens... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It all leads to Roman losing. Because, look, that's yeah. really the whole thing is, you know, yes, you want the Sammy stuff, but it really all comes down to how long does Roman keep the belts because that's what's keeping the bloodline together. Is he still the undisputed champion? So at the end of the day, yeah, they take losses, then all the tension, which eventually leads to him losing belts. So then you're like, oh, could that happen this WrestleMania? So, yeah, like you said... Uh, I mean, I don't 
I'm fine if they keep having the bloodline win because you're just showing they're dominant and I don't mind that. Yeah, necessarily. I wouldn't mind it either. But I'm with you. I do think that the Brutes should win and we can get that storyline, you know, more more of that tension going would be good. Yeah. It's going to be really cool, especially you got like Owens and Zayn back in the same match together again. I like that they'll be in there together. And it's good for both Wargames matches. You got people who have been in there from the NXT. Yeah. Of Wargames matches. You got Pete Dunne and Kevin Owens in there. Uh, woman's side, you got Dakota and EO. And actually, well, actually, Dakota wasn't. She was a part of the match, but she didn't actually enter the match. I forgot about that. And then, but you got Rhea and you got. Yeah, R is that it? Yeah, you got those. You got experience. You know, we know what Bianca these people are capable of. Oh, Bianca. Yeah, Bianca was in it. Yeah, you're right. Bianca was in it. But yeah, so you know what to expect from these people. Plus, you got the elements of everybody else. Like, what the heck is Roman going to do inside of War Games? I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's why. Another reason why, if they won, is that like you expect them to do something, you know, pretty crazy in there. So. Yeah. This is yeah. this is gonna be wild. This is gonna be a good show. Agreed. Yeah, we'll see if any other matches are added. Maybe Bray Wyatt's entered his first feud with LA Knight. Maybe that's something they add to the Survivor Series card, you know, last minute. I think it kind of sucks for LA Knight in a way because he comes, he's finally back as LA Knight. And the first thing he has to do is go up against Bray. So you know he's going to take the loss. And it shouldn't really hurt him, but you know. But the old WWE, it would, it would bury him. But now you're hoping that that's not what they do now. But we'll see. We'll see. Who knows? You have hope this time around, but nothing's guaranteed. Exactly. But yeah, full gear, I think was a good start to this uh, stretch of pay-per-views. I think Survivor Series is going to keep that up. So looking forward to that. Nice, nice. That covers wrestling. For now, we'll see if we add something, you know, next time we come back to record. But for now, I believe we got some MCU to get into. Boom. Let's do it. All right. So before we get into MCU stuff, just one last uh quick piece of pro wrestling uh dynamite has happened since uh we recorded and just something that i thought was worth noting was aew announced on dynamite that thunder rosa has agreed due to her injuries to officially relinquish the women's world championship therefore jamie Hayter is not the interim champion she is the official aew women's world champion uh, you know I mean, that's fine, I guess, but I was looking forward to her coming back and them having a match. I don't think they needed it. I didn't think they needed to even do the interim. They could have just... So, I mean, so they can still do that. They can still have her come back and have the matches that she never lost. 
But I yeah. never really understood why they did the interim with anything. Anyways, it was like, just make them the champion. And then when they come back, they can just say, I never lost. And I'm going to mm. kick him up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, as long as she gets a shot pretty fast when she comes back, then I think that'll be, it's fine. Yeah. Hopefully she's able to come back soon. It sucks she's had a, it's already been a couple months. So hopefully yeah. it's not too much longer. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But yeah, just wanted to talk about that. Official champ, Jamie Hayter, no interim. So. Yeah, I saw a thing too that said that Tony Storms has been declared a official, official. reign interim, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> Again, I'm like, why did you do the interims in the first place? Jeez, there's no reason to. But anyway. Oh well. But yeah, and now that'll take us to MCU. All right, MCU. So before. Anything? Remember how we talked about the the Thunderbolts movie and the Squadron Supreme is going to be introduced, and yeah. of course that's the rumor. Well, a new rumor is that they're looking for a big name actor to play a villain who's who's described as evil Superman. So that would be Hyperion. <laughs> that would be Hyperion. So. That's awesome, but it's like, dang, they're looking for a big-name actor to play him. They're not just looking mm -hmm. for anybody, at least according to the rumors. So that's pretty cool. But it's like, That'll be interesting. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, definitely. So looking forward to that. And then yesterday we saw Wakanda Forever. Yes, finally. And yeah, it it was awesome. It was very good, <laughs> very strong film. Uh, I the I don't really see what anybody's problem could be with it. I know the reviews are good, but I've also seen people, you know, saying, "Well, this movie was better, and this movie was better," and I'm like, "Not in, if we're talking Marvel movies in Phase Four." Nothing, no movie was better than Wakanda Forever. It's And I don't even think it's yeah. close. You know, Shang-Chi, I guess, would be the only one that's close. But even that, I don't think is even close. Like, for me. TV show-wise, I would say that I, I still kind of like the first three. You know, WandaVision, Falcon Winter Soldier, and Loki better. Because I, I love those three shows. I just, but they're all in that. They're all in that realm. Like this is the Marvel that I like a lot. They're just. I thought they were all just really well done. And so before we go any further, let's make sure we say spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Yes. So definitely stop listening if you don't. Want if you to haven't see seen it yet and are trying to. Exactly, because you know. This weekend, a lot of people will go see movies at some point. We got ours out the way. And, yeah, I mean, I thought they did a real good job right at the beginning, you know, with the 
passing of Chadwick Boseman and and T'Challa, and they they basically made it like as real as they could because they they really did. I was like, oh wow, they made it very similar to what actually happened. Yeah, they were like, oh, he's got this illness and he's dying. The only thing I didn't understand was she was trying to recreate the herb or the, yeah, the heart-shaped herb. And I'm like, but he already had it. So what was the herb going to do? You know what I mean? I don't know, maybe. (laughs) So There are things that the more I thought about it, I was like, you could question this. It'll it'll recharge him. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it just, you know, an extra dose. Because like, so again, spoilers. Later on in the movie, at the end, when Shuri took it, you know, and and even like in the first one, like they mix all that up, and then they don't even drink all of it. Yeah, they just like a sip, and I'm like, why well, don't somebody else just drink? <laughs> I mean, they got all that left. You ain't gonna drink it all. It's just gonna go to waste. Will you do with the rest of it? So yeah, I mean, maybe he just needed another dose, but. It, it was just like a little question. Like I said, that's the thing with Marvel movies, right? There are, especially the really good ones, like when they're really good, you let those things go. Yeah. But then when you're watching a multiverse of madness or a love and thunder, you don't let them go as much because you're, well, mainly because you're upset about what's going on. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, Why is this one not so good and not, you know, doing as much with the multiverse and why is this one just trying to be a, a whole comedy show the whole time? Like, and so it gets annoying and so you nitpick, but this one's really good. And so the little things that, you know, are somewhat, you know, questionable, you just, you go, you know, they're just trying to still tell the story. Like Neymar keeps talking to, you know, kept talking about killing the scientists so the scientists being riri williams and i'm thinking well, why hasn't he just killed her already <laughs> like, <laughs> like what is he waiting for now the argument is like oh well he was trying to get you know shuri to agree and, and convince her mom and everything to you know unite with them so they could go attack the world but at the same time, you could go, well, then why did he send his his guys after Riri when he had told them to bring the scientists to him and he didn't even give them the chance to? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like you could you could complain about that if you wanted to. Like if I went to look and see what people's complaints were about the movie, which I usually do after I see it, but I just haven't done it yet. If I saw that, I would understand. But it didn't bother me because, you know, again, you could argue, well, it's because he was trying to, you know, he's just trying to unite them. And he was trying, you know, maybe he knew that Shuri was going, maybe maybe he wasn't going to have him killed right, have her killed right then and there, even though the one guy was going to but maybe you know yeah how many times in movies you're like oh the villain knew that that thing was gonna happen and so this was his plan all along you know so (laughs) you let that stuff go but yeah i mean i thought that everything that they did 
the way they dealt with his death, the way they dealt with Wakanda, the way that they're going to, you know, start this war on vibranium with, with Val. Yes. <laughs> Being there and doing her stuff. And I'm like, oh, what is she going to get the Thunderbolts into, man? She's going to get my boy John Walker in so much trouble. Mm-hmm. He's going to be involved <laughs> in, some, in some craziness. I know, but, you know, I can't wait. I, I think it's just very interesting what they can do. And again, if we go to the end of the movie, you have M'Baku looking like he's taken over and, you know, becoming, <clears throat> excuse me, the king of Wakanda. Looks like Shuri kind of relinquished it, but that's, it's not, it's implied, but it's not actually shown. So she could yeah. still be like, Queen, but Mbaku could be the Black Panther, or it could be neither of those things. I mean, they could literally not do that and say, well, that's not what that meant. You know what I mean? Even though yeah. that's what it looked like it meant. But, you know, I mean, that would be cool to see Mbaku as the Black Panther. Like, yeah, he's awesome. I know. I mean, it was cool to see Shuri as a Black Panther, too. Don't get me wrong. And I, I don't mind seeing more of her as a Black Panther. But at the same time, it's like, oh, that would be awesome, too. I, I have no complaints either way. I just know that if if the next time we see the Black Panther, if it's I think if it's not in Baku, you're going to hear a lot of people complain about that part at the end. Well, what did that mean? It's like, well, maybe it didn't mean anything. Maybe he was fighting for her, and people will say, oh, well, he can't do that. And I'm like, well, they did. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, and new. Yeah, exactly. And then I also liked how, because in the comics, Neymar, uh, he has a lot of his people kind of, you know, turn on him because he gets he doesn't you know do what he says he's going to do in terms of attacking and of the surface world for all the things that they do and you could already see at the end how they kind of started dropping those hints that that's going to happen yeah like oh that's awesome but you know obviously it's just a small thing it's probably not gonna happen anytime soon but it is going to happen there was a lot of unexpected things like I did not expect uh, you know the Queen Ramonda to die <laughs> yeah that was I was like wait what like why are you trying to make us cry so many times during this movie Right at the beginning, they try to make you cry. When when the queen strips Okoye of everything, yep. I'm like, well, this is extremely sad. <laughs> but also understandable. I thought that was, because, you know, at first you're thinking, how can you do that to Okoye, right? Like, that's your immediate thing. And then she's like, when Killmonger took the throne, you guys stood by him. And I was like, you don't even got to say no more because I already know what the second thing is. It's that you let Shuri get taken. And yep. I'm like, and I'm like, yep, you know what? She's not she's not wrong. <laughs> and then later. Got a point. She's got a point. <laughs> yeah. 
you kind of forget for a minute because you know we've been on we've been watching Akoya like Akoya is awesome and then you're like oh you can't do that to Akoya and then you're like uh you know what I, I see what you're doing Akoya sorry but I mean she's not wrong and and she knew it too she just you know didn't she had kind of warned you before the mission anyway exactly that's what she said too she was like I told you not to do it and, you know you just had to. And then you have the part when she passes. And then you have the end credit scene. Oh. And it's literally just the movie goes to black. And then the end credit scene continues right from that part. And yeah, I mean, I don't really know if I want to spoil this part, I know we spoil everything, but I just think that that part is just so like crazy and and cool that I don't think I want to spoil that. But anyway, it was, it was really well done. Yeah, I mean, it was the end was well, well done. The whole movie was well done, and you know, the only complaints that people are having is that oh, they didn't recast. T'Challa and I'm like just go watch the movie <laughs> yeah. and and be patient and try not to just try to enjoy it because there is a lot there to enjoy so yeah I mean it was great I had a great time I did too I enjoyed this so much were any uh, scenes or parts that you were that you liked a lot. I I loved uh, the tour of his people. Telecom? Yeah, in the water. I thought that was... Although part of it was funny because that suit just looked ridiculous to me because she just looked like an astronaut the yeah. whole time. Like, that was the one thing I was like, okay, this looks a little bit ridiculous. Like, I get what they're... what the point of it is, but it just looks kind of funny. But... That scene was really cool and just the little like tour of the of the place. I thought was awesome. And then I mean most of the action scenes were pretty cool for the most part. I, I thought they did pretty solid on all those. Yeah, agreed, agreed. And then yeah, I don't know about any more specific ones outside of you know, the ones you've already mentioned with T'Challa and stuff, but oh, well, the, the Killmonger scene. That was yeah, great. Yeah, that, that's another big surprise that I wasn't expecting because, you know, I was like, there's no way you bring him back. Like, I, he's gone. Like, don't bring him back. But what they did, I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Like, I wasn't expecting oh. that. And, and I thought it was really cool. So that was a great way to do that. So yeah, like that a lot. And just, and just sure. oh, sorry, go ahead. And then just their interaction, and then you kind of you know see how Sherry's reacting to things, and then you see how she is afterwards, and you're like, oh, huh? Yeah, because that's what this one. A lot of it was about was it was her dealing with it and how she was a. She's a technical technological person. She's 
she's about everything can be explained and you know and she doesn't believe in ancestors and you know like the ancestral realm and all those things and like you know kind of like in in life in real life you know there are people who just don't believe they're not religious they don't believe that there's a god everything has to have this explanation well that's shuri right and so then she's going on this journey trying to trying to process the death of a brother and then later the death of her mom (laughs) and then you know and during and after he had passed her mom is trying to tell her you know to to make peace and realize that you know he's he's with the ancestors and stuff like that and she's like not buying that <laughs> and it it takes this her to go through all of this and and find it all for herself and it was really awesome it was, it was really well done so yeah good stuff yep we liked it a lot so yeah, that's all i think i have for mcu i don't remember anything else but uh there was I, there was a report I saw, but I had never seen or I had looked at this site before or this Twitter page before, and it was just like this huge list of it was supposed to be like what all the phases were going to have all the way up through phase seven. And oh, first, I was looking at it, and it seemed a little legit, but then. I started going in the comments and people were like, this has to be fake because of the source it's coming from. And I was like, okay, so this must be a very unreliable, it's like called like MCU source or something like that. So <laughs> I decided not to talk about everything that was on there. Cause at first I was going to, I was going to write it all down. But once I saw a numerous people, I'm like, oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> Check your sources, kids. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, even if even if it's a really good source, the odds of somebody knowing everything they're going to do all the way through phase seven is slim to none. But at least, you know, there'll be some of it or a good portion of it that is going to make sense and, and be true. But yeah, not, not worth our time. Not worth it talk about some of the games that were on yesterday the the first the the trio yep the the bills and the lions they kicked it off and it was a good game came down to the end and josh allen had a had a hit digs over the middle with a long clutch pass to set up the field goal for them to win but they lost something in the process. Oh boy, Von Miller. One of, if not the key piece to their defense, went out of the game with a knee injury. Obviously, it was scary, especially with knee injuries. And plus, I believe he got carted out too. So that yeah. wasn't a good sign. Uh, the latest reports from Adam Schechter and Ian Rappaport, they both said that he did not tear his ACL luckily but they're still you know going to be looking at uh damage that was done and you know he'll be out indefinitely for now and then they'll see how long 
he'll be out. So it's we're just going to have to wait and see. We just know it's not an ACL tear, but maybe he is out for the season slow somehow. Yeah, he said something about it could be something with his meniscus or something. So Yeah, it might have to do with his meniscus, So and that wouldn't be good either. So exactly. Hopefully it's not too bad and he can come back and perform and, and be in the postseason and stuff. Yeah, definitely. I saw somebody try to say that they've never seen a team that was such like a – contender like favorite have so many injuries and i'm like well then you haven't watched football because that happens all the time like i can't yeah Yeah. i gotta believe that somebody said that i'm like not a team that's been such a contender i'm like okay (laughs) like maybe it's just because you're a bills fan and so you don't pay attention to anything else but it happens all the time (laughs) like yeah yeah i i could name so many different times but i won't do that anyways second game was cowboys and giants and yes that was a good game for a half and for then, a half and then the second half dallas said you know what we're kind of done with that so uh we're just gonna win this game and they did 28 yeah, to 20 giants, giants ain't built for a comeback once they got behind 28 to 13 you knew it was over and it was. Yep. They managed to get a late touchdown to make it look closer. And look, it was a close game. They they were ahead at halftime, but in the second half, it was all Dallas. So just makes you not believe that you know the Giants are gonna be able to do anything really. You know, like they still should make the playoffs, they're still in prime position for that, but yeah, but obviously. Taking the loss here does not feel good. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then the night game, I don't even know who won. <laughs> the Minnesota Vikings held on and beat the Patriots 33-26. Oh, that's Minnesota right. Had a, they had a rough game against uh, Dallas uh, earlier. Or on the, yeah, because they had the short week like Dallas did, where Dallas just absolutely whooped them. But yeah. they bounced back here and they beat the Patriots, so they're at nine and two. Yeah, Justin the Jefferson set the NFL record for most receiving yards in his first three seasons, passing Randy Moss. Yeah, I just think the Patriots—they dropped the ball here. They missed an opportunity because you, they, you know, the Vikings are coming off a short week where they just got their butts kicked, and you have yeah. to. You have to make them pay. You have, I mean, they're down there, they're tired, and they're, you know. And it's Kirk Cousins. It's, yeah, it's Kirk Cousins in prime time, you know, and you can't cover. No, I know people will say it's just Jefferson, but there were a couple of those plays that I did see before I, you know, went to sleep last night that I was like, what is up with your coverage? Like, you you have a couple guys over there, but you're but you're if you have two guys covering them, then they shouldn't be beat deep. Like <laughs> one of them well, should. They got a decent secondary too. They got they got guys who could cover. Yeah, so it was just weird to me. It just like I just said, they dropped the ball. Like they just it, it was almost like they thought, oh well, 
you know, they're going to be tired and they're going to be this. And it's like, well, they're, especially like a Justin Jefferson, they're, they're a good team and that's a great player. So be on your A game. And that's a testament to this Vikings team maybe is different and better than before cousins won in prime time. You know, they're nine and two. They bounce back in a short week from getting destroyed. So, I mean, maybe like hey. you said, Giants, bad sign, right? For the Vikings, good sign. Maybe Kirk and Minnesota trying to prove us wrong this season. Maybe the adjustments they made. Did they get a new coach this yeah. season? Maybe, coach. maybe they found what they needed and they got the formula now. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, let's see how far they could take this thing. Everybody feels like out of the AFC, it's a foregone conclusion that it's going to be the Chiefs or the Bills. I'm not saying them. That's what the betting lines and favorites are. Almost everybody feels it's going to be them. But out of the NFC, there might be a favorite betting lines, but I don't think it's a thing that everybody truly believes. Yeah. You know, so. Like who in the NFC, like the Eagles, I think their loss and then their almost loss to the Colts has made people go, oh, uh oh, you know what I mean? And then the Cowboys are the Cowboys, you know, they're nine and three. Right. But at times you're just like, you just don't believe And you know, the Vikings. And then you've got the other teams who could do something. I, Seattle could do something. Tampa Bay could do something. San Francisco. But, like, who is the favorite? It, it was the Eagles, hands down. But like I said, now it's become more of a question mark. We have, And there's going to be plenty of time to, to figure that out. But it's kind of cool that way because it makes you feel like, you know, you got a chance. It makes, us, makes me feel like Seahawks really could have a shot if they, you know, stay healthy. And they play and they, their cards right. Yeah, they show a little bit, just a little bit more improvement in certain areas. And it doesn't have to be a ton more because they've been <clears throat> technically they've been in every game but one, the first 49er game. And I think that the next time we play them, it'll be a totally different story. So yeah. and again, even then they were in that game still, it was just that they couldn't get anything going offensively. And I again I think that'll totally change the second time. Yeah. So it's it's nice. It's nice. <laughs> Feels good when anything can happen. Exactly. But yeah. I, I think, think Yep, that wraps it up. Coverage of this week in our multiverse. Thank you for listening in once again. And we will see you next time. Peace out.